My name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround everyday life, including our faith walk with Christ. I always say faith cannot rely on the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. Now, talking about the wisdom of men, I can truly say that I'm honored to call you my co-host, sister, and dearest friend of all. We have celebrated our 100th episode on episode Ding, 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 ding. We need more, more effects, more effects. And that episode was episode 22, and that was the grind of financial irresponsibility. I mean, Yemi, I cannot believe we've done 100 episodes already. Tell us more about this episode that we're getting ready to cover, Yemi. Well, Philia, um, in our 100 plus episode, <laughs> we are still continuing with the season of unlocking wisdom. And we examine the book of Proverbs, which is designed to communicate foundational truths in order to give us guidance for living a successful life through the wisdom and knowledge of God. Now, as we're wrapping up this season, getting close to the end, we want to take it all the way back to the beginning about why are we choosing wisdom and how we apply wisdom. So in this in this topic, we are covering Proverbs 1 again, but we're talking specifically about substituting our own knowledge for wisdom. Sometimes we have difficulty knowing whether it's wisdom talking or whether it's just us, but we're going to give you some tips. So I'll be reading from Proverbs 1, verses 1 to 23. I'm going to read pretty quickly so um, to make it move a little faster. The proverb of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are graceful wreaths to your head and ornaments about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like show, even whole as they go, as those who go down to the pit. We will find all kinds of precious wealth. We will fill our houses with spoil. Throw in your lot with us. We shall all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your feet from their path, for their feet run to evil and they hasten to shed blood. Indeed, it is useless to spread the baited net in the sight of any bird. 
but they lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who gains by violence. It takes away the life of its possessors. Wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her saying, how long, O oh naive ones, will you love being simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing and fools hate knowledge. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Amen. 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 Yeah, that was a very interesting way for us to enter into the book of wisdom and also to conclude because in essence, we got to do a full circle, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Solomon, in his introduction, he's telling us a couple of things. One, he's telling us that we should choose wisdom and why it's important. He's he's telling us that it's to help us with our behavior. He's giving us these little bits of nuggets. He's telling us how we should adorn ourselves with wisdom and what it's like. It's almost like the precious rubies. He calls it ornaments. He calls it a wreath. He also says, do not follow those who are wicked. <laughs> he gives right. a long, drawn out way of an example of someone telling us, hey, come, come commit, come commit sin and murders with us. Come let us rob and murder people. Like people don't really talk like that. But <laughs> I mean, clearly here it's spelled out for you. And he's telling you, don't follow them because those who turn to violence only commit violence to themselves. Imagine if you're violent, you're inviting violence. So this is wisdom. And then when he, when, when Solomon concludes, when we conclude this reading, Solomon is telling us that wisdom is trying to get our attention. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? He's telling us, yo, chase wisdom. Wisdom is wonderful. Don't follow these people. But Lo and behold, wisdom is chasing you. Wisdom is standing on the streets saying, listen to me, follow me, hear me. All we have to do is pay attention. It's not that difficult to do, but difficult to do. (laughs) It's funny you said that, Yemi. And I love the fact that you said pay attention because that is the discernment between wisdom and knowledge. Because I guess knowledge is really just the information that we get and an understanding of facts. But wisdom is the application of that understanding. And I think that Solomon specifically is giving us purpose and theme in the first section where he starts to, you know, talk about, you know, knowing wisdom and instruction all the way down to the words of the wise and their riddles, because that is like a direct instruction on how the wise should comport themselves. But then he gets to the second part of it, where he's warning us against, you know, uh, uh, um, sinful acts or the sinful acts of men, where you know you're rebuking and you're refusing this wickedness and deceit. So, again, it's a directive in that respect, right? And then he gets into the third part where he's talking about wisdom's rebuking, where you're taking pride in 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 refuge and confidence in God's covering. So all of those things are really interesting in the way they're all dissected. He is not ambiguous in the way that he tells us things. He's being really direct. And 
that's where you can actually tell the difference between the knowledge and the wisdom. I mean, in just knowing a bunch of facts is cool, but what's the sense of knowing if you're not doing, if you're not performing, if you're not acting? So I think this is a good form to take it right back to the to go full circle, like you mentioned, because this is really why Solomon was the wisest one. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the fact that he's, he's telling you all the benefits of wisdom and then telling you that wisdom wants you is so important because we can always try to chase wisdom, but we're, we're confusing what wisdom and knowledge is. We, I feel like in this country, we kind of, we kind of, um, put a high level on like education, right. right? This is your access to a better life, to wealth. We just put this value on this knowledge, knowledge of certain things, specializing, but this is fact specific. If you're not applying it with wisdom, it's worth nothing. It's like you said, it's, it's that discretion. It's that, that, that towing of the line, knowing when you're going down a slippery slope, you can be right factually all you want, but doesn't mean what you said wasn't hurtful. That's what knowledge is. So we, Solomon is trying to, to implore on us that while, while knowledge is great, the application of wisdom is much better because Knowledge is going to scream at us to do better. Sometimes it might even be our conscious. It might be the Holy Spirit. Do better. Renew your mind. Change your perspective. Because if we rely on facts so much without the application of wisdom, we're all, I want to say flat. We're almost like robots, right? Like we can spit out what you want us to do, but we're we're not flexible. We're not taking into account someone else's perspective. We're not we're not um we don't have a worldview. We just have a bird's eye view, and that's not the way that we should live in this world. So I love that this is full circle. Um, the author tells us that there's four. He gives us four tips on how, as Philly explained, to apply knowledge. So that, uh, apply wisdom to our knowledge so that we're just we're just not people who know stuff, but we're people who actually do stuff with what we know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One, he tells us that mm-hmm. acquiring knowledge is not easy. Right. So we must have patience with it. He says, if you at first you don't succeed, try, try again. We will always make mistakes in life with our application of knowledge. Wow. You know, like sometimes I can be a bit of a know-it-all and nobody likes that. That's really annoying. Right. So you have to like rein that in. That's like knowledge to know when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate. Right. And so it becomes part of your routine when you practice and you, be, you, you, your, your ego decreases and you allow the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit to increase, to grow, and to produce fruit. So if at first you don't succeed, try, try. It doesn't always happen overnight. It's a practice of the application. Mm, mm. It, it's funny you said practice of the application because I remember we kind of had this brief discussion where I said I wanted to go into the new year pretty much diving in and just practicing the things that I know. Like for instance, you know, even getting into the nuances of how 
we actually do this, this episode, of course, we're not professionals, but it's, we're both intelligent women. You know, we go in, we read instructions, we figure out how to, to put on and do our own self-production. Right. And, you know, for, for beginners, I'm saying we're doing really well, but a lot of the production side comes from your part. And I said that sometimes I shy away from the things I'm not very comfortable with, but I said, you know what, I'm going to dive in because that's the only way if that I will become better. The fact that I know how to do something because I read the instructions or because I saw you do it is very different from me applying myself. And application is key because then it becomes practice. I don't even believe you know, you know, people always say, you know, practice makes perfect, but I think just practice makes, makes better. Practice makes best practice well, like makes ability, right? Because there's no real perfection anywhere, because if you're perfect, then there's no reason for you to feel like you need to acquire more knowledge and knowledge is ongoing. It's never ending. So the most wise person in the world would know that they don't know everything. And no matter how wise that they are, because every day you should be learning something that better. You should be smarter than you were the day before. You should be learning something new. So for me, this really, you know, resonates with me because it's something as simple as, you know, just getting better at, you know, in in, in marketing ourselves. One more thing that we did the day before, that's how we increase. That's how we get better. That's how we become more comfortable where we can start taking on more challenges. So I really appreciate your, your take on this idea of knowledge and wisdom. Hashtag goals. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we want to enter 2024 with growth. Maybe that might be our theme of the year, growth. I think so. Yes. It sounds great. It sounds great. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. So um, you mentioned the applications that you were on one. And the second one um, that he mentions is, um, the second one he mentions is here and heed the counsel of those you respect. So again, like you mentioned, um, you know, we always look to, to others sometimes for confirmation, right? But when you have respect for others, I think that is being wise. You know, you respect, you know, the authority, you respect the things that they know, and you use them kind of as a way an indicator to see where you, where you are. So it's not even necessarily copying or envious. It's just more like, I know to go to my elders because they have the experience, they have the expertise, they've been through things, they have the testimonies. That's the thing that makes them wiser. Regardless of education or academia, they're wise because of the experiences, because of the things that they've been through, because of the things that they practice. They see things 10 steps ahead that we may not be able because we still have fresh eyes on things, you know? So I, I uh, so looking to to others, you know, and it doesn't even have to be age, but we always say that the the ones who are older are wiser because they've just been here longer. So they've had more practice in doing things longer. Oh, yeah. I think it's very important that the people we respect, we go to them for advice. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, they have more experiences. And so they can tell you, they can give you insight and share their perspective on things they did right and things that they did wrong so that you can learn from it. And you don't have to make the same mistakes or you can actually 
follow the blueprint. I mean, it doesn't yes. always necessarily fit for everyone. It might have to be tailored, custom, um, custom tailored to you. But the fact is that people have been living because it has been doing this life thing for a very long time. And if we fail to take their, take heed of their advice, we're just going to be failures. It's wise to surround yourself with people who are, who have wisdom, who have, um, um, something to teach you. I know I definitely learn every single day. And I think I always appreciate my teachers. I think like today, I, I don't feel like I conveyed it, but like I had an encounter with someone that I work with. Like we went, to, we had, there was this, uh, I don't say like a classroom, uh, theory. and we were there in the conference room together and and she made a comment about me, like she praised me, but in my head, I'm just like, how can you praise me? Everything I am is because of you, right? <laughs> like, I, I'm nothing if right. for what you poured into me and invested in me. And I so appreciate that because you don't have to ask all the questions. Sometimes you just have to observe observe mm-hmm. how they interact with people, observe how they do things. Listen, you know, sometimes they give you advice freely. They don't even like have to, you don't even have to ask, but be around people that you respect so that you can glean stuff from mm-hmm. your network worth is your network. Network. Yes. You've always said that. And, and you, you understand it because that brings me to the idea that his third lesson is choose your friends carefully. You know, they don't, right? <laughs> they always say fr- uh, birds of a feather flock together, right? And it's like, sometimes you, you know, growing up, I, I remember, you know, my parents and, you know, again, growing up with parents, you know, we're first generation Americans of African parents. And it's like, you know, don't hang out with your friends or these people that are not your friends, you know? And it's just like, well, I'm not doing what they're doing. I have my own mind. I have my own brain, I have my own heart, I have my own upbringing, but you don't realize that of you continue to keep the same company, you start adapting some of the ways, even if you are strong-minded. So it's always great to surround yourself with people that you can also learn from, like you said, the, the people you can lean from, because that's what makes you want to, to challenge yourself to do more. If you are in a place where you're not getting any spiritual growth, same thing like if you're in a church where you feel like you're no longer spiritually being nourished in the way that is challenging you, then it's probably time to move on. And sometimes we as people, we become complacent. We start to become very comfortable. We don't like change. And, you know, my friends are still here. Let me hang around. And that doesn't help us. So again, the why Solomon was like, choose your friends carefully. Right. And, and, you know, you are the company you keep. I always think about the saying that show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. And sometimes you always, you feel like people tend to gravitate towards people who are similarly minded, who have a similar worldview, maybe a similar background. I mean, I don't, always think that's a great thing because I don't think it fosters growth. I think sometimes you have to surround yourself with different people so you can learn differently. Yeah. But, but you know, you're, you're the whole thing about you following people who 
who are out there doing bad things. And even if you say, well, I'm not bad, I'm not going to do this. Guess what? You won't get caught up, right? Because right. When, the, when the popo show up and they doing this, it shows up, they're not like, oh, oh you're the different one. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I saw you reading a book. You you could right. read a book in the midst of of uh, people who, who, who talking about gang gang. Right on that video when they was talking about gang gang. Guess what? Rico charges. Right, right. Right. I mean, be careful about the company you keep because even if you say that uh, that that you're not like them, no man is an island. You don't survive by yourself. You are with the company you keep, and and it it eventually seeps seeps out. And I think about this all the time, but like especially as a single woman. And dating, like I think about like, like, who are your friends? Right. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm very, very protective of my friends. Like, so, but like I think about it, like, who are your friends? What are they doing? What what you know, like when people tell you stories about their friends and you, and their friends are like bad people, you're kind of like, oh, okay, I know who you are. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so people will judge you by the company you keep. So keep, keep. company. I agree. I agree. Right. And which brings us finally, like you mentioned, to play um, number four, pay close attention to life's reproofs. Or it might be someone from off the streets who comes in, but that's the person that God looks at and it's like, yes, glorify my name, shout out loud, like, like no one is watching. Like it doesn't matter because it's about your single relationship, not about what everybody else thinks, not about, you know, we, we, I talk about, um, praying, you know, before I used to be so shy. I was like, Oh, I don't pray like you, Yemi, or I'm not as good. And you're like, it's about your relationship. It's about how you pray. It's your personal prayer. Don't worry about what others think. Everyone has their journey. So this to me makes me think about, we all have our journey. Don't look to your left or look to your right. Keep your eyes on the prize. Stay focused. Keep your blinders on and focus on God, period. That's it. Period. Um, <laughs> you know, when I think about like pay attention, pay close attention to life growth, I, I think about like the fact that we all learn lessons and some lessons are harder than others. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we don't even learn from our lessons. I specifically, you know, when people say they keep dating the same, I know this all goes back to me being. <laughs> You think about people saying they're constantly dating the same person. And I felt like for a while, like I was constantly getting involved with people who are doing the same repeated actions. And I'm like, I'm not learning the lesson. I'm not learning the lesson. So I I myself had to be like, I'm going to take a hiatus because if I haven't learned the lesson, if I haven't figured it out, there's nothing is going to get better by doing the same thing. And so sometimes we have to pay attention, be aware that life is trying to teach us lessons to help us get better. It's by the trials and tribulations and the testing of our faith that we learn perseverance, that we learn patience, that we water the fruits of the spirit. Those things don't grow out of everything being nice. They come out of like these hard lessons, right? Think about how I, how my, um, ex, how I became more patient um, with with uh, with driving and and my road rage is because I got into an accident that was totally caused by my fault because of my road rage and I was just like, all right, you know what, Yemi, you need to like calm down, calm all the way down. 
And, and sometimes it gets hard. Like the adrenaline is rushing. I'm a, you know, in fight or flight situations, I'm a fight person, not a flight person. And so sometimes the, when the adrenaline kicks in, like these bad, these instincts of the world come in, but I've had to learn difficultly, (laughs) difficult, like in difficult situations, how that adrenaline that kicks in can get me into trouble, that can put me into danger because I can't be violent with my mouth and not expect violent hands to touch me, right? Just because my adrenaline kicked in. So I say all of that to say like, learn your lessons. Don't make the same mistakes over and over again. That's why knowledge is shouting at you because it's kind of like, I've, I'm trying to show you this is the wrong path. I'm trying to tell you, be smarter, be wiser, get better. Life is not easy. We have to learn. And I had this conversation with someone not too long ago. And the person was saying that they make mistakes, you know, they come into work and no one is giving them warnings or no one is telling them the way to go. And, and I'm like, this is not, they're not your mom. They're not there to guide you. People say like, we want you to succeed. We want you to grow. But people expect you to be an adult, take the lessons that you learned when you were younger and apply them now. They have to, you you tweak them as you go along, but you're supposed to learn boundaries from when you're young with your parents and whatever tested your limits. Don't grow up and say, well, now no one is telling me to stay within my boundaries. I have none. No, you learn how to behave. You learn how to socialize. You learn how to grow. You learn how to be better. All of this is a learning, a learning uh, course. Yes. You know, it's, it's so interesting because when we've had two totally different views, not when I say totally different, like the approach in what we're seeing, right? You're talking about life's lessons and I'm talking about you know, how God calls on to us to teach us about rebuking and re- and training and, 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 and abstaining from in a sense. Right. But in the end, it's still about learning about those lessons. And it's just funny how, again, when you're looking at things and your perspectives, they, they shifted because of also your experiences. And for me, in this particular part of the Proverbs, what stood out mostly was I will pour out my spirit on you, you know, and I will make my words known to you. And I know continuing to read the word, the word is the thing that keeps us aligned spiritually, is the thing that, you know, where we start to actually learn to discern the difference between the right and wrong, or where you start feeling something about the things that we do. It's the thing that controls our moral compass. So altogether, we're saying the same thing, but coming from different perspectives. So I, I, I love your analogy of what this, what this particular part of the Proverbs is saying. So thank you for that. Amen. Amen. I feel like we've learned quite a few things in this season. I mean, I can't wait to like, like we touch on like which ones were our favorite for this season, because this is definitely a full circle moment, like together with celebrating like our hundredth episode mm-hmm. and, and thinking about how we can grow and and the same thing, like you said, like we're approaching a, a new year and we tend to be a little bit more, uh, introspective and, and, and thinking about what we're going to do next year and the things that we want to change. And, and the top of the list should be, be wiser, 
be, be wise. Wiser. That's what more, do more, be better. What, what do you say? When you know better, you do better. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well said, sis. Well said, yummy. So uh, we thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed this discussion. Um, stay tuned for announcement and our closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on the grind of substituting knowledge for wisdom. Treading Faith is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, simply spread the news and follow us. Don't forget to click that like button though, because then you can comment and share with your family, friends, and neighbors alike. Now, we are at the end of our wonderful series of Unlocking Wisdom. Next week, during our live, we will be discussing this podcast, including some of our favorite episodes. We can't wait to hear some of yours. We will also have a special trivia game where we will be giving away prizes right before the holidays. You don't want to miss it. Now let us join together in prayer because we truly believe in the power of prayer. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55, 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for our listeners, Father God. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things that we cannot change, the courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Father God, we look to no one else for wisdom. We humbly ask for your help in making one of the most important decisions in our lives because we don't know how to make it without you, Father God. So please give us direction and wisdom so that we can make the right decisions and bring glory back to your name. Father, give us this time and opportunity to be able to acknowledge you, Father God. Give us the mind to know you. Give us the diligence to seek you and the wisdom to find you a life that pleases you and perseverance to wait faithfully for you and above all, to trust Father God. Father God, we pray that you continue to give us the glory, Father God, to give you the spirit, Father God, to give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge and to know you un 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 inevitably, Father God. So God, we pray that you grant us wisdom that we will be able to flow from hearing of your word, Father God, from the time in and the time out, from reading your word, ingesting it, digesting it, Father God, and just using it to train us, Father God, and to follow you so that we can continue to be on the righteous path, Father God. We ask for wisdom and discernment to know the difference between bad and good, the difference between what's good and what is evil, Father God. Our moral compass, Father God, continue to enhance it, Father God, because we know that the Holy Spirit is inside of us and that will be able to guide our paths, Father God. Father God, we ask that you guide us and lead us directly by the wisdom in us. Father God, we pray 
for others. We pray for those who cannot pray for themselves. Help us to see the wisdom the, that wisdom is better than being a millionaire, Father God. And as much as we all want to be rich, we'd rather be rich in wealth, Father God, like Solomon, when he asked for wisdom and you gave him an abundance. Father God, we pray for that same path and journey. We pray that as we continue to ask for wisdom, that you bless us with everything under the sun, Father God. Father God, we know that we pray and you grant us anything that we ask for, Father God. But wisdom is by far better than anything in this world, Father God, because with wisdom comes application. And as long as we continue to apply the things that we know and the things that we learn, Father God, we can only grow and be better. So we ask for growth, Father God. We pray that every day is a good day. Every day is a better day. We pray that whenever we wake up, we believe and trust in you that it will be a better day than the last, Father God. Father God, we ask that we, we, we pray for wisdom in our lives. We pray for having the right view of wisdom, Father God. We pray that you continue to bless us with everything that you have blessed us with, everything in our past. We use it, Father God, so we can make better decisions in our present and in our future, Father God. We pray that you would guide and lead and direct us by your wisdom. Father God, please, may it be so. We pray for wisdom in our lives and we pray for it, the right decision right now, Father God, compared to everything else in this world. We thank you for your only begotten son, Father God. We thank you for everything that you have given to us and everything that you continue to do. We pray, Father God, that we will be continue to be glorified. We pray for us to reach our our path, our divine destiny that you have ordained for us, Father God. And we pray to continue to be wise in our faith and in our glory. In Jesus' precious name, may the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and accepting. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for everything. We thank you for all the people that are on this platform, looking at us, believing in us, and, and seeing us as a great example of Christians who are treading faith, who are trying to find that sweet spot in our faith, Father God. And we want to continue to learn from each other. So continue to bless us, Father God. And we ask that everything that we do is only in your glory. We thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as we did enjoyed our discussion. And we cannot wait to hear from you. We cannot wait to see you on the live next week. And until then, please always remember to be kind to one another. And most importantly, love your neighbor as Jesus loved the church. Thank you all. We love you and be well.